Welcome to Evolutions of Astrology. This is Dina DeCastro. On this episode, I talk with astrologer and tarot reader Katie Sloan about transits to the natal nodes. welcome. And just a short announcement that I'm still going to call the podcast Evolutions of Astrology. I do realize that it has a different name now on iTunes, which is the Serious Astrology Podcast. So that's how you can find it and how you'll see it. But it still is to me the same uh, podcast. And there was a little um, technical snafu thing going on with trying to resubmit it with the old name. And so I had to resubmit it with a new one. And at some point, I may be able to go back and change it back. But for now, you know, you get the idea. Serious Astrology Podcast is me. <laughs> it's the same podcast, same me. Uh, and I'm really happy to be back uh, up on iTunes and up on my site with the podcast. It's uh, it's great. And for my guest today, I'm really excited to have Katie Sloan, who is a friend and fellow astrologer. Uh, who also studied with Stephen Forrest, was in the apprenticeship program. We were there actually at different times, but we've connected through um, through friends here that also uh, went to Stephen Forrest's apprenticeship program. So uh, she and I have a, have a nice uh, friendship and we get together for coffee and talk about astrology. And uh, this came up as an idea that uh, we should talk about transits to the nodes because particularly for those people undergoing uh, the current round of transits to the nodes, you've got both Pluto and Uranus in their transiting square, uh, transiting the nodes for people with Aries and Libra. Uh, and, you know, as I realized after stepping back uh, from the podcast interview today, of course, it's going to be affecting people with the opposite configuration from what we'll be talking about. Uh, we'll be spending most of our time with Aries North Node, Libra South Node, which does cover three different age groups um, that I'll mention here in a moment. But then you'll also have hard aspects happening for people with the reverse configuration with North Node in Libra, South Node in Aries. And then, you know, let's bring in people with Capricorn Cancer Nodes. Uh, those people also will be affected by the Pluto Square, uh, Pluto Uranus Square moving through the early to mid degrees of the cardinal signs, the cardinal signs being uh, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So there's quite a few groups covered in that. You know, if you if you don't know your nodes, uh, you can go to Astrolabe or Astro.com and get your chart uh, to find out what your nodal axis is. But if you have your nodes in any of the early uh, to mid-cardinal degrees, they are going to be impacted by hard aspects from Pluto and Uranus during their famous Pluto-Uranus square coming up. And on my site, I did also link uh, to, or just listed out the age groups that have Aries North Node and Libra South Node, and I'll name them briefly here. Uh, from January 9th, 1949, to August 18th, 1950, if you were born between those dates, you have Aries North Node, Libra South Node. 
and from September 10, 1967 to March 29, 1969, you also have Aries North Node, Libra South Node. And then from April 21, 1986 to November 9, 1987, you have Aries North Node and Libra South Node. So uh, if you're right on the cusp, you know, one of those dates that I mentioned, you might uh, be one side or the other of that. And so it's always good to get your exact chart done if you're on the edge, the borderline of one of those dates. So with that technical piece uh, laid out, if you want more information, go to my site, dinadicastro.com, and look at the page that has this um, this podcast on it, and then all the information is listed there to the left of the podcast. And also there on the left uh, at my site is a link to Katie's website, and you can contact her through that. And I just want to say again, I'm very excited to have Katie on. She um, she is not only an astrologer, but a tarot reader and an amazing artist. Uh, she has pictures of some of the tarot cards that she's created up at her site. So be sure to check those out. And now for my talk with Katie Sloan. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And we uh, have gone out to coffee occasionally, and we came to this idea <laughs> that we should talk about transits to the nodes, because it's something that we really haven't seen a whole lot about out there. Um, there's a small section in Stephen Forrest's book about it uh, in Yesterday's Sky. And other than that, I just, I can't really find that much about transits to the nodes out there in written form. Um, but we have both seen in our own lives really impactful things happening with transiting planets uh, making major aspects to the natal nodes. So you want to talk a little bit about um, what made you uh, come up with this idea of wanting to talk about transits to the nodes? Well, um, I have um, my north node in Aries. And I noticed that the first square of uh, Pluto and Uranus was right on my node. And I, um, I, was, I got really interested in what that would mean for me. Mm -hmm. And I looked at all the books that I have. And um, none of them talked about transits to the nodes. Um, and so it's it's been interesting you know trying to trying to research that and um get some insights so i think that was there was a particular day when when it when i was searching hard for it and i think that was the day we started talking about it yeah you know and i i think as we both kind of reviewed our life and the past few years in particular and looked at when um particularly outer planets are transiting to the nodes. Mm. It, it seemed like they, it did correlate with some very intense times um, in both of our lives independently. And I have also seen this with clients too. So uh, right now, you're right in the middle of one of these times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An so, intense transit. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we can actually say that the specific dates because I ran a report handy dandy. Um, so right now you have Uranus on your north node and that was exact on September 15th. Mm -hmm. So anything that's on the north node by definition is also opposing the south node. It's it's 
on the whole nodal axis. And then you've also had Pluto square your nodes. And I notice you're one of the lucky ones who gets a five pass uh, Pluto square to your nodes. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's only three passes with an outer planet. That's kind of the norm that there's a three pass thing. But there's five exact passes for you with Pluto squaring your nodal axis going all the way from the early 2011 through uh, the end of this year. And in fact, the last exact pass is coming up on October 11th. All right. I am going to get this right. (laughs) (laughs) You got five chances. This lifetime, I'm going to blow it out. (laughs) Yeah. So so in, in the experiencing of that, how how has that been for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a Scorpio, so I always like transformation. Yeah. Um, but it seems like um, things have been very fast moving, um, and and all the things I predicted happened in such a different way. I mean, I I I felt like I knew what what was going to happen and and it didn't happen that way i i know um when the the first pass happened was when i had decided to um actually go to stephen forrest's ap Mm -hmm. and it was you know sort of i had i had plans um to do something completely different to go on a trip um with a boyfriend and I broke up with him suddenly and was all and signed up for the AP and was suddenly in my car driving to California. Um, and so it seemed like the first Uranus pass brought (laughs) some pretty quick insights and, um, and I moved on them. So, well, that's the thing with Uranus is, you know, we like to think that we can prepare for a Uranus transit. And in some ways you really can't because you can't really predict what the nature of the uh, surprising event is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to push you out of your comfort zone or that's going to, um, and that's how I would think of Uranus on the North Node as, as we're trying to kind of figure out how you would interpret these transits. Um, some unexpected event that pushes you out of a past comfortable pattern and into completely new territory. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know that on that trip, I had never camped alone. And I had decided on the way there to go to Joshua Tree. And it just happened that no one was in the campground that night, not one person. And I thought, oh, my God, I've driven the whole way here. How I have to stay. And I forced myself, you know, into staying alone in the desert overnight for the first time. I I really did the whole trip was completely out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So that, and that sounds like a very kind of Plutonian experience too, you know, just to be alone in the desert and in the dark, in the dark, (laughs) it's like a vision quest kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so what, you know, are the opportunities um, that you found Kind of coming to you in terms of your own evolution and growth if if the nodes are about our evolution on a soul level um, in hindsight 
you know, kind of towards that you're towards the end of this time with at least with Pluto. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Uranus is kind of coming to a close too. what do you think have been some of the opportunities for you in terms of growth? I think that um, that I have when I see the south node in Libra, mm-hmm. to me, it's about I've always really kept the peace and um, and sort of put aside um, my own feelings um, in some ways. And it seems like I've had a lot of opportunity during this last two years to um, actually get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a lot of people who have crossed serious boundaries with me and I've had to react finally. I, I, I couldn't be passive anymore. And so I think that I'm really, that North node is, is about, um, claiming yourself, especially in the 11th house. It's, um, it's, it's claiming your power. And I have had a lot of opportunities to do that. And I think that there, I think that I've realized a lot of my strengths out of this. Yeah. So that courage thing with mm-hmm. Aries and mm-hmm. developing courage, you know, as being, um, if, if your North node is Aries, really the evolutionary intent is to develop courage and what kinds of things bring up the need for courage are usually fear inducing events. Right. <laughs> Or somebody confronting you and pushing on your boundaries so much that you'll get angry enough mm-hmm. uh, to fight back or push back. And also, I was thinking that that south node in, in the fifth house in Libra is sort of a signature of codependence, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then that the Aries signature is like striking out on your own, you know, being a pioneering force. Yeah. Um, so I think that my comfort zone was always being, I wouldn't say totally codependent, but there I had, there was more comfort in, in numbers, you know, more Mm -hmm. safety in numbers and striking out on my own was, was hard and exciting too. I think that's a really, um, great insight into South Node and Libra. And the idea that, you know, it's not just about codependence in terms of one-to-one relationship. There's, it seems like a comfort in disappearing into uh, the the relation, the relational aspect of mm-hmm. life, whether it be with friends or coworkers or groups or whatever it is that you're, you're not the one that stands out on your own. Right. Um, and so that can feel pretty scary, you know, to do that Aries thing of being the person out front, you know, mm-hmm. being the person that's the pioneer and doing the things that are um, pushing the envelope yeah. in your group, within your group, you know, 11th right. house stuff. So, um, yeah, so it's also good, you know, for us to clarify that um, if you are within a certain age group, you will also have the same exact transit going on more or less, you know, depending on the degree of your nodes. So people with... Um, North node in Aries uh, would be born around the same time as you were. You know, it's about a year and a half that the nodes pass through uh, a certain sign. And I'll actually, I'll go back in and post the exact dates um, when I go back into the the webpage for this episode. 
but I think, you know, it's important for people to recognize that this isn't just one person's experience. This can be kind of a mini generational thing that's happening for those people with the nodes in early uh, Aries Libra, uh, South Node Libra, North Node Aries. And uh, so what's your birth date is? Uh, November 1968. Yeah. So a few months either side of that, you know, the nodes would be within the range that they're being impacted by um, by Uranus and by Pluto. Right. And that's another thing to, to bring into this is that this current Uranus-Pluto square that's going on from now through 2015 is riding through um, the mid, you know, early to mid cardinal degrees and is aspecting mm-hmm. um, the nodes and in your case, fairly exactly right <laughs> right now <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> Very apropos. Uh, so, you know, looking back in your life, um, have you found any correlation or were you aware at any point early in your life of the astrological effects of transits to the nodes? I don't think so. When I was looking through it, um, going back over it, at least last night, um, the only thing that really came up to me is Saturn's pretty close to my North Node, mm-hmm. and um, I think that when I was having my Saturn return, mm-hmm. it, I'm sure it was a, a piece of it. Right. Um, that's that's a good point because and so your natal Saturn is very close to your North Node. So when you have planets involved natally. Uh, with the nodes, they're also going to be aspected along with the the nodes if right. something's transiting to them, obviously. So um, it's Saturn flavor, you know, <laughs> enhances <laughs> the the nodal, the transits to the nodes that are moving through. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, so I, you know, I did the same thing for myself. I went back and I looked at um, some of the past things that are happening that were happening for me with the nodes and if they correlated uh, with particularly pronounced periods of my life. And I have the North Node uh, at 23 degrees of Pisces, South Node at 23 Virgo. And my South Node also happens to be conjunct my Pluto um, and Jupiter. So if anything's transiting to the nodes, for me, it's also definitely you know, transiting Pluto and possibly Jupiter because it's a little further out. But the two times that came up for me um, strongly were when Pluto was square, my nodes um, square the nodal axis, which is what you have going on now. Right. And that was happening for me um, during the time of my divorce. And, you know, I actually wrote about that in the Mountain Astrologer and talked about it a lot. But basically, it was a really difficult time as divorce tends to be. <laughs> it's really not a lot of fun. Um, really, you know, it was a very Plutonian time. But I can also see where, for me, the karmic issues, you know, were also way, uh, way up. And it triggered me on so many levels beyond what, um, what even, you know, a normal, quote, normal divorce might have done. It just sent me into a kind of downward little spiral for a while. Um, and so I wonder about that too, as, as we think about the transiting nodes, how is it different than just, uh, let's say, you know, a transit of 
Pluto to Pluto or, you know, any planet to planet, how do you think the nodes or transits to the nodes are unique in the way that they affect us? Right. Well, I think absolutely that um, they it, the reactions that I've had mm-hmm. seem to come from such a deep level that um, they seem to impact more than than just planetary connections, I guess. So, um, and I, I think that's why I, I was really curious about this particular transit to my nodes because it seemed so Uranus, Pluto, um, transit seemed, seemed so important. Yeah. You know, um, and it seems like situations that I've had recently have, I have sort of blown them out of proportion um, in relationship to what is really happening. So mm-hmm. it does seem like they come from a very soul level that that I can't even put my finger on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like uh, situations may come up that are like a rerun of a past life scenario, yeah. let's say. And so it's it's bringing up not only this lifetime's level of stuff around around the the issue but also many lifetimes perhaps that are involved in this same dynamic and same issue and so you know as we were talking about before the podcast it's kind of, i feel like you go from 0 to 60 with your reactions you know to a during this time of transits to the nodes because it's so weighted with latent things, unconscious things, past life things, karmic issues, unresolved stuff with the people involved. You know, it's so full of of that material. And yet, perhaps it's the biggest opportunity for us to break through something. Right. You know, as it comes up. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the big hope. Mm-hmm. That if we, quote, get it right, as you said in the beginning, you know, and I really like that idea. It's like getting... Let's talk a little bit about that idea. What does it mean? What does it mean to get it right for you personally? <laughs> well, I don't want to take it into the next life, I think. <laughs> Give me a different lesson. Um, I think that's part of it. But yep. and I don't know what getting it right means, you know. I mean, I have a lot of Virgo in my chart, so <laughs> I just I can relate. Yeah. Want to perfect perfect it all. But um but I I like you know, I like to see, I like to know what my lessons are. I mean, I, I really do. And I like to, to work hard when I have the opportunities to, yeah. to work through something. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what getting it right really means. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I'll know next time. <laughs> <laughs> if you got it right or if not. I got it right or not. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's right. I think what I'm thinking of for me, it's right with yourself on a soul level, like right with your higher self or right with um, not right with any external judge, you know, which is more kind of a Virgo and idea of, of rightness, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh, it has to meet these certain standards. Uh, but no, right in terms of being in integrity and alignment with your own path, right? you know, of your soul. And um, we know that when we stray from that path, 
that there are consequences. But it's not about, you know, for me, this is just my belief system. It's not that there's some angry God up there punishing us if we don't get it, quote, right. <laughs> you know, like you, you didn't pass that test. For me, it's more about, you know, you will know on a soul level if you missed an opportunity or if you got a lesson, quote, wrong, mm -hmm. that uh, it does not feel good. <laughs> well, it seems like to me that your life moves a lot smoother if you have gotten the lesson. It yeah. seems it seems to unfold easier if you're moving down the right path. Yeah. So I think this is an opportunity this square, this is an opportunity. And I really want to take a look at that opportunity because I do want to move through my life in at, at a little bit easier pace, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really important thing um, for people to know about, you know, working with the nodes or working from an evolutionary perspective is that there this is practical it's not just spiritual airy fairy stuff you know? right. <laughs> it's like life tends to flow better you know when we have an awareness and consciousness of what our lessons are and are actually daily working on them i think absolutely um, on the day-to-day -day level and um you know so perhaps these transits to the nodes are these windows of opportunity mm -hmm. that and when it is an outer planet and when it's a hard aspect meaning you know a conjunction or a square to the nodes perhaps that's even a more intense experiencing of um, the constellation of all those past life and karmic themes you know, that want to be worked through and we're really getting pushed yeah to do it you know i feel like that i have been pushed and pushed and pushed with this one mm -hmm. and there is something about about i guess it my biggest lesson is has been with this is learning to claim these parts of myself that have always been in there but i've been sort of squelching because i have wanted to keep the peace which is another libra thing right um and really claiming like oh this doesn't work for me actually and that was that was hard to do and i've i've done that in several circumstances um and feeling like Oh, I could lose my job if I say this, or oh, I could lose a friendship if I say this. And there were some some friendships that I did lose by claiming mm -hmm. claiming um, how I felt. But um, you know, I do feel like I've reached another level by um, working with with these transits, I guess, yeah. and paying attention and kind of going for it. So. And it, it, it's, it's helped me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I think even it can be good to go back um, for all of you out there who, you know, have have the ability to work with the ephemeris and, you know, look back on transits to the nodes, even if you weren't aware of it when it was happening. I think it can be instructive and useful to look backwards in your life and see what might have been, you know, what might have been the opportunity of that time to learn a particular lesson um, and that we can even get learning from that now in the present. I don't think it's it's limited to, oh, you know, that lesson passed you by, you missed it, you blew it, that's it, you know. I just don't think it works like that. 
I think we can do reflection on the past and gain uh, a lot of um, information that can help us um, today and how we're dealing with things. And um, to, to just know and acknowledge, too, that sometimes we do screw up and sometimes we um, are bullheaded and kind of wanting to repeat past patterns, you know, in yeah. our lives. And um, so the nodal stuff, you know, it really absolutely seems to be about forcing us to create new uh, patterns, do something different. Um, well, some, you get, yeah, you certainly get a lot of opportunity with Saturn. Mm-hmm. So Saturn keeps coming back. <laughs> Saturn comes back, <laughs> bring it back alive. Yeah. I mean, Saturn, Saturn's always doing something, you know, right. <laughs> uh, he's always somewhere and he moves faster than you think. Um, <laughs> Like we get this this image of Saturn being really slow and methodical, but it's like, oh, actually, he moves through pretty quickly. And uh, like, for example, he's about to move into a new sign, um, Scorpio, coming right up here. So that will be an interesting shift for uh, everyone. That will be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> that will be a whole other. In fact, that would be a great uh, follow up po- podcast for us to do is Saturn and Scorpio. Um, and what does that mean? in light of, of these other major transits going on. And one thing I see, though, w- with the you know, fact that Saturn's going to be in Pluto's sign, and pl- they're in mutual reception. Pluto is in Saturn's sign. Saturn is in Pluto's sign. It seems like there's going to be a magnification of Pluto-Saturn yeah. themes in general. And if you have Pluto um, aspecting your nodes, you know, that's going to be even strengthen possibly during a Saturn and Scorpio period, the Saturn gets brought into it. So yay. Right. (laughs) So great. Awesome. Love change. Yeah. (laughs) Embrace it. Embrace it. (laughs) Well, the one constant is change. Um, So, you know, I, I think one of the things I've been thinking about too, with these transits to the nodes is that, um, how much can we really prepare beforehand, you know, when we see a transit coming down the road, and this kind of applies to all transits, how much can we prepare beforehand? Did you, as an astrologer, did you, how long have you known that these transits were coming down the road? And were you able to do any kind of preparation internally uh, for what was coming? Or do you think you just have to kind of be in it when you're in it? I think there's no way to prepare. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I spent two years looking at the ephemeris every day thinking, okay, what's going to happen now? <laughs> Am I going to die when Saturn comes into Scorpio? <laughs> 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 Better get these lessons learned. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think there's any way to prepare. But I, I do think it's helpful to have an awareness because I I know that for me when I was having – um, a Saturn transit over my stellium. It was a long transit. And yeah. um, there were many, many things that happened. And it was really depressing. And I think it helps to know what is happening energetically. So you can really pay attention and right. also not get too bogged down in the in that this is forever. You know, it will always be like this. I right. mean, knowing that that you can make changes and pop out on the other end is a mm-hmm. great thing. 
So I would agree. And, you know, so, so with transits to the nodes, um, and if you know what your nodes are, uh, if you know the signs of your nodes, you can look at what the nature of those lessons might be. Uh, and you know, how long is this going to be moving through and at least have some awareness around that right. as it's happening. Um, so do you have any uh, recommendations for other people going through Pluto Uranus uh, transits to the nodes right now? <laughs> your tribe of North Node Aries oh, people. Oh, <laughs> boy. I would say claim your power, people. <laughs> <laughs> Step into your power. Step into your power. Step into your Be power. Be courageous. You know, and I think, of course, it also matters where it's happening in your in your chart. Absolutely. Um, what house it's in. Yeah. But, Mine was in my 11th house. And, and it sounds like for you that had a lot to do with friendships and communities and changing and shifting in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think um, having been through... Um, at least the Uranus piece of this myself and Pluto earlier, I have had both Pluto and Uranus go over my nodes, um, but at different times, I didn't have them at the same time. Um, I think that those years for me were a lot about um, pushing myself to let go of some of the quote, self-destructive or self-tearing down, you know, mm -hmm. patterns of the South node in Virgo. And I think that's what I really got. That was my takeaway of, <laughs> from the whole thing was, you know, that self-loathing piece or the self-destructive piece can really sour your whole life experience unless you confront it and move toward the Piscean, in my case, the Piscean North Node um, ability to have compassion with yourself, mainly first. Right. And then that allows you to be compassionate with everyone else in your life. But developing that that compassionate awareness of you know the fact that we are flawed and I have flaws and I'm working on it, but you know I can't keep beating myself up for not being what I think I should be or from mistakes I've made in the past. You know, and that was a lot of the Virgo South Node stuff for me. Um, so the healing um, was available through you know some some dramatic life experiences that pushed me to see that oh I, I was really beating myself up for things that I was taking on that were actually not my not my stuff mm -hmm. so um yeah I mean you will survive these times <laughs> now you have mastered it right, right. I have totally mastered it <laughs> totally <laughs> yep I'm gonna ascend the planet tomorrow actually <laughs> Just hanging around, doing some things here, but I'm ready to go. I just have a little time left, and then I will <laughs> ascend too. <laughs> and this is our last lifetime on this planet, right? Right. <laughs> I love that one. Now, this is my last one. I'm done. I'm not coming back here. Uh, yeah, we'd like to think we have so much control. Uh, what I've learned with my Virgo South Node is what folly that is <laughs> to think we have any kind of control over anything. Uh, so I guess, you know, in, in closing, um, what, what do you think you would do, um, as this transit is 
uh, particularly the Uranus is still going on for you and then Pluto's coming to a close. Um, what kind of things are you looking at in the months ahead um, to work with this consciously that you're going to be doing? If you can talk about that. I'm not sure that I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll give you a, I'll give you a softball question. So not make it about you, but let's say, um, let's say a client came to you with these same transits going on and they're your age and um, they, you know, there's someone who is going through some rough patches in their life and their relationships. And um, what would you say to them in terms of how they can consciously work with these energies? I suppose I would tell people to listen to your soul. I mean, and and it's I I've been paying attention to that. It's I feel like there's this voice that calls out to you mm -hmm. always, and it's the one you always put on the back burner. Yeah, that that is the true voice, the one that keeps coming back and saying. I really am longing for this. I really, you know, I really am going to need this. Um, pay attention to that. I, I guess that's what I would say. I, I agree with that. And very well said. Well, thank you very much, Katie, for being with me today. Thank you.